I'm Ben Thompson, and this is Pure Tinnitus, the podcast that educates you about tinnitus therapy, tinnitus treatment, and research for a cure. Learn from the experts in tinnitus, hearing loss, and audiology. Each podcast episode will feature a unique topic to help you. My name is Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of puretinnitus.com. Let's get ahead with the episode. So I think it took me a long time to come to terms with my hearing loss. So I think I was probably five years old when I first got diagnosed. My parents first noted I, I was missing things. Even then, after the age of 18, it took me many years to sort of be comfortable with wearing hearing aids. So I think if I say any, you know, the strong message to anybody is just don't worry about being seen wearing a hearing aid. They don't want to look old. They don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look different, really. It's just, it's all in it's all in your own mind, really, that perception that you're being viewed badly just because you're wearing a hearing aid. And I mean, now I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I tell everybody, people will find it, that their lives easier if they just uh, accept the fact they need a hearing aid, use it to its full potential um, and not try and, you know, try and not worry too much about it. Welcome to episode 10 of the Pure Tinnitus and Hearing podcast. This is your host, Ben Thompson. Today, I am with Steve Claridge, who is from Hearing Aid Know. So he's going to teach us a lot about hearing aids and what we need to know. We're happy to have Steve on as a guest. Steve, thank you for being here. We're happy to feature the great work you've been doing with Hearing Aid Know and your own experiences in terms of the hearing journey. Please tell us what most of the public would know about you. What kind of projects are you working on and what is Hearing Aid Know? Uh, well, thanks for, thanks for inviting me on, firstly. Um, so Hearing Aid Know is, is uh, it's basically an information website uh, for, for people with hearing loss, um, tinnitus, and you know just any, any ear-related problems, really. Um, I started it about 15 years ago. Um, it was just a blog then uh, about my own hearing loss. So I was just kind of venting about my own problems really um, and I got to know other people that were writing about their hearing loss um, and it just kind of snowballed from there so uh, about sort of five six years ago uh, another guy uh, Jeff Calling came on board he's a he's an audiologist from from Dublin so so it's kind of nice now that we got my perspective uh, as a hearing aid wearer uh, and Jeff's perspective as a hearing aid uh, you know fitter a professional so so yeah we're just trying to trying to get information out to people really and what is what is the most information? What is the most important information that you're trying to share with the community right now in 2020, entering 2021? Um, I think it. I think it's been. I think a key thing has been for a long time is I think a lot of people don't understand the sort of complexities of of uh, buying a hearing aid or getting fitted. Um, and I think that's what turns a lot of people away. You know, we know that probably 40, 50% of people that come into a practice uh, to get a fitting decide not to, not to, you know, not to take the hearing aid. They take it back. No, we, we're not interested. So I think, I think people need information about that to understand the problems, uh, especially for new hearing aid users. What, you know, it's not just a case of necessarily going in, popping the thing in your ear works perfectly. There's, there's hurdles there. Um, so I think we need to. I think we need to get past that, you know, so that more people can uh, pick up hearing aids, use them, find uh, benefit from them, rather than just either sitting in the drawer or, or returning it to the audiologist. 
Yeah, and it's very important what you're providing with hearing aid no, because everyone's going online to search for answers, whether that is reviews or a second opinion or to get a recommendation to treat their hearing loss or to treat their tinnitus. What are the big trends that you are seeing as we are starting 2021? What are the trends in terms of technology and how someone can actually get hearing aids on their ears using telehealth and the internet? Uh, well, I'm pretty pleased the way things have been going recently, actually. So for a long time now, I've wanted to, you know, so the whole over-counter thing, I want people to be able to just go in and, and basically buy hearing aid like they would a laptop or a, or a brand new mobile phone. Uh, obviously, it's not quite as simple as just picking up a phone. It's, but I think I think we can get to that point. I think we're, we're still stuck in uh, in the old traditional way of uh, selling hearing aids that you know you you go and see a professional you get fitted you go back to see them and so on I think we can I think we can move past that and I think that's really starting to accelerate now I mean just recently Apple um, I've started to put more uh, audiology specific features into their new iOS release where you know the the earpods uh, can basically function like a, a primitive hearing aid so I think I think companies are starting to realize that, you know, that there's a big market out there uh, for the taking. You know, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that are getting fitted by professionals. And there's um, me, me as, you know, I'm a perfect example. I've been wearing hearing aids for 30 years. Uh, very happy with the service I've had from all the professionals that I've visited. But I think there's a lot of people that are discounted from that, from that model, you know, because, Maybe the hearing aids are too expensive for them, or they just don't like going to see the audiologist and that whole visiting people. Um, so I think there's a big market for, for new technology and hearing aids, um, you know, direct to consumer way. Like I say, I'd really love to see just somebody going to Walmart or um, Target or something and just picking up a new Samsung mobile. And then next to that is a GM Resound or a Wide-X hearing aid and they, they buy it, take it home and stick it in their ear um and i think like i said i think we're definitely moving towards that um and like you say with with telehealth as well so already the main the major manufacturers can and you yourself you know if you're fitting somebody uh, with a hearing aid you don't they don't necessarily have to visit your practice anymore that can all be done remotely so so i think we're the whole industry is making steps towards that happening um so i think it's going to be interesting definitely in i next, agree I agree. It's great to have you on because uh, me being in California, representing United States, you being in England, representing England, EU, it's great to, it's great to uh, have this collaboration and the experience you have as someone who wears devices, who wears hearing aids for many years, seeing different professionals, it's a very valuable perspective, very valuable experience so that people in my position who are working to, to treat hearing loss, as well as others who are considering moving forward with hearing aids or tinnitus treatment can learn from your experience. What are the major experiences, the major lessons that you have learned that you may want to share to someone else who was in your position when you started this journey? Um, I think... So I think it took me a long time to come to terms with my hearing loss. So I think I was probably five years old when 
first got diagnosed, my parents first noted I, I was missing things. So, so I wore hearing aids on and off until um, I was about 18. And then my hearing, aid, my hearing loss degraded to the point where I couldn't really not wear a hearing aid. So even then, after the age of 18, it took me many years to sort of be comfortable with wearing hearing aids. So I think if I say any, you know, strong message to anybody is just don't worry about being seen wearing a hearing aid. Um, you know, there's a whole stigma around that. You know, people don't want to, they don't want to look old. They don't want to look stupid. They don't want to look different, really. Um, but I think that's, I mean, it's, it's easy to miss, dismiss that, but it's, it's just, it's all in, it's all in your own mind, really. That perception that you're being viewed badly just because you're wearing a hearing aid. And I mean, now I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I tell everybody, um, happy, happy to put the hearing aids on display. So I think people will find it, that their lives easier if they just, uh, and accept the fact they need a hearing aid, use it to its full potential, um, and not try and you know try and not worry too much about it. Yeah, and then, you, you know the you... more the more people the more people get hearing aids, the less that's going to be an issue, right? I mean, it's just a problem because not it's not common, not as common as say wearing glasses. But um, if it was, then it wouldn't you wouldn't be different. So yeah, thank you for sharing that, Steve. That's very important, and I thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your own personal story. Um, now, tell us about your online community. Where can someone find you guys? And what kind of messages do you have? What are the most common popular topics on your website? Um, so it's hearingaidno.com, uh, which is K-N-O-W. Um, so we got, um, so we, we review uh, new hearing aids. So um, actually, so the, uh, the other guy, Jeff, who's an audiologist, does have a mild hearing loss himself. So, so we're both wearing hearing aids. Um, so we're reviewing most of the new models that are coming out, um, trying to stay impartial in our reviews. So we're not, you know, the, the website's not sponsored by any, any brand or it's not affiliated with anything. Um, so we're trying to stay uh, as uh, impartial as possible. Um, so yeah, I think, I think people find those reviews very useful. Uh, and, and like you said earlier, you know, more people are Googling for brands um, and help around hearing aids. So, so we got that, and uh, so and we just have sort of general hearing loss uh, information that how to deal with day to day issues um, and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's again, that's I see it myself. The articles you put out, they get a lot of interest and support. Whether that's through uh, the hearing. Facebook group that finds your article or through the search for the terms that you're writing about. What are the most popular articles or most popular stories that you guys had in the last year? Um, I think, again, it's probably just uh, reviews uh, mostly. So uh, I think a lot of people have been looking for Phonak Marvel. Um, that tends to get uh, hit quite a lot. Um, Earwax um, articles seem to do quite well. Um, I think Jeff did an article about ear candling and why it wasn't a particularly good idea. Uh, and that, that seems to be very popular. So it seems like there's a lot of people investigating ear candling um, options. Mm -hmm. It's surprising, you know, you, you write articles and think that uh, 
people would be searching for that kind of information, but they just search for the most bizarre, <laughs> most bizarre things like uh, can my dog wear a hearing aid and that kind of thing. It's it's quite um, quite amusing when you see what what you know people land on our site for. Yeah, that's quite funny. Okay, now tell us what you want someone who is what you want someone to know about the process of buying a hearing aid. And of course, each country, each state, each region has its own insurance and payment. But let's talk about the process of getting a hearing test, doing research online, getting uh, getting interest in devices, and then actually purchasing or getting fit with devices. And how in 2021, how is the online telehealth model going to play a bigger role? Um. Well, I think I think people need to realise that, um, you know, particularly with new first time hearing aid wearers, they're not just going to go in and buy a hearing aid and pop it straight into the ear and it's going to be perfect, solve all their problems on day one. Uh, there's got to be, they've got to understand it's a, I mean, I guess it depends on how long you've had a hearing loss for and how how bad that is um, and how much you've been missing over over time. But the longer the longer you leave it, the longer you have a hearing loss that the harder it's going to be to listen uh, sorry to hear well with a hearing aid um it's not to say it's not going to work for you but certainly there's like a sort of training you know retraining of your brain aspect to that so so i'm not sure that always gets communicated well to to, to potential patients really that might be you know one of the reasons that a lot of people try hearing aid and decide that um it's not for them so i think so I think when people do go to a practice, they, they, you know, the audiologist gives them a hearing aid to go away and they've got a trial period of, say, a month. I think it's really critical to use that month effectively to, to go to all the different environments you would normally be in and, and try that, you know, really try the hearing aid out. You don't want to just leave it in the drawer for most of the time, just pop it in for an hour and go, mm, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I'm not keen. You've got to really test it out. Um, so I think that's a, that's a key key message. Um, in terms of telehealth, so I, I mean I tried it out uh, with my own audiologist, and it, and it just I think it's the same as coming to visit. Really, it, it works incredibly well, um, and the changes can be made. So you know I, I would speak say you know I'm not I can't hear very well in in an office environment. So the changes be made and sent over over wi-fi and updated without having to do you know instantly kind of thing so so i think that would that would help people get quicker responses to their hearing problems i think that's another thing that people aren't too happy about that so you know you might come in and get a hearing aid go away for like two weeks to try it out but that kind of um you know, it's two weeks to come back and see see the audiologist again for changes. It's two weeks where it might not be working um, as well for them as they might want to. So, if they can just do a remote uh, a remote update much quicker, then you know they get get that testing cycle going quicker. So, um, so yeah, definitely anybody who's trying out a hearing aid needs to needs to fully test it in that trial trial period. Yeah, that's amazing. I totally agree because with the iPhone, with smartphones, the hearing aids are connected through apps or through the iPhone or through the phone settings. So the user, the individual can make adjustments by themselves. And then additionally, the professional can help them to change the baseline settings. 
like you're saying, sometimes you just can't afford or it, you don't want to wait a week, two weeks to make this change that will impact your every hour of your life in that moment. So unfortunately, the, the current clinic doctor wait for an appointment model, it's sometimes too slow for the needs or the desire for the customer, for the client, for the patient. So hopefully technology already has shown that it can shorten the time someone has to have that problem. And then they can yeah. go back to just living their life and not having to think about the hearing aid, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, I said earlier about I'd like to see hearing aids on, on the shelf next to, to mobile phones. So I think, and I think we're all conditioned to have to want, you know, the things we want just just to work straight away. You know, if you buy a TV, you don't want to spend and you don't want to spend six days trying to set it up. You want it to just work. Right. And I think people want that with their hearing aids, too. You know, we, we know that's not an easy solution and that's not always possible. Um, but I, I would assume that's what most people want. You know, they don't want to keep coming back and visiting and tweaking and trying out things. They just want, they just want it to just work. <laughs> and, yeah. and now, um, yeah. so I think that's, that's, I think uptake of hearing aids would, would go much higher. You know, more people will be wearing them if, it, if the time it took to get a perfectly fitted working hearing aid um, and to hear as well as they want to was, was, was shortened. Yeah. Now we talked about over-the-counter hearing aid. In the United States, we have in development the Over-the-Counter Hearing Aid Act. This is a protocol, some safety measures set by the government to categorize certain types of hearing devices as appropriate for mild or moderate hearing loss uh, without the need of a professional. That's great because there's some standardized process to it, but already right now, before the over-the-counter hearing aid comes out in about a year or so, already someone can buy hearing aids online called direct-to-consumer. Yeah. They don't even need a hearing test to get them fit on their ears. Um, from your perspective, have you been following the over-the-counter hearing aid act in the United States? And then also globally, um, that's just the trend of more direct-to-consumer hearing aids being sold. What are your thoughts? Have you been following this on your website, hearingaidno.com? Um, yeah, yeah. So I think, you know, I think the whole world can benefit from that. You know, every country. Uh, I think I think the over-the-counter act is is definitely stepping in the right direction. Uh, okay, so tell us tell us more about the big projects for hearingaidno.com and what you guys bring to the online hearing community that is unique. Um, I think we bring impartial advice. Um, we try and so I think a lot of a lot of the online um, content, I think, well, I think generally people are getting better for this, but historically a lot of the online content was very, very scientific, very sort of business speak. Um, so I think we try and talk naturally um, and not not use buzzwords or, or you know, scientific uh language to, to describe hearing aids we try and describe it as as the patient would would be looking at them kind of thing so you know mm -hmm. describing the benefits and how how they would work for people um so yeah, i think i would like to so we're, we're looking at possibly so we talked about the trial period um being difficult 
uh, and something that somebody really needs to sort of concentrate on getting the most out of the hearing aids. So we're sort of looking at um, building a possibly like a phone app product to to more like a sort of walkthrough to step three people through through that sort of process to, to to help them say okay well you know listen to somebody who's behind you listen to somebody's in front of you uh, have a tv up loud so just a sort of a, a walkthrough for them so you know this today do something try listen to somebody behind you then listen to a lady listen to a man listen to somebody shouting at you uh, so sort of an instructional uh, walkthrough for the, for the for that month of the trial. So so we're looking at putting that out um, sometime soon. Mm, fantastic. What are the major differences between getting hearing aids in England versus United States? Well, we've got the National Health Service, uh, so we've got so people can go and get free hearing aids, um, which is great. I mean, but the that's the problem is. A lot of the hearing aids that are supplied by the NHS are quite out of date. I mean, not not shockingly, but they're probably five to eight years out of date. So, so they're still really good hearing aids, but they are. I think they tend to be uh, bulkier models, uh, and they'll fit them with the full full shell um, molds rather than you know in the ear uh, models. Um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people are very happy with the NHS hearing aids. Uh, they're free. Uh, you know, follow-up appointments are all free, um, but they're not getting the best technology they possibly could. And I think a lot of the audiology departments are quite, um, quite understaffed. And they tend, I think the, the time takes to get an appointment and, and a, you know, an update if they're not happy is longer than it would be if they went to a private practice. Um, mm. So, I mean, I see that on like Facebook groups and things like that, that, you know, a lot of people are super happy with their, with their NHS aids and they, and they can't understand why anybody would want to go private. And then there are a lot of people that go private and, and get, get more benefit from that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's quite a, quite a unique thing to the UK. Yeah. So tell me about your experience uh, as an athlete. I believe you, you run. Tell me about your experiences as an athlete and having he having hearing loss, wearing hearing aids, how does that work for someone who wants to wear hearing aids, also wants to be ath athletic and uh, exercise? So I think the major problem is wind noise. Uh, I probably don't run as fast as, <laughs> as many other people do, but certainly, you know, you're moving and there's, so there's constant wind noise uh, coming. So that is a major problem. Um, so I wear, I've got ear gear, or I've got quite an old pair of phone act that I wear for running. Uh, and I have ear gear, they're like, um, they're like socks that go over the hearing aid. Uh, so they, well, they stop the sweat going into the hearing aid as well, but they also block off a lot of the wind noise really, really well. I mean, a lot of the modern hearing aids have wind noise reduction built in, but none of them are as good as, as an ear gear sock over the top. And, and, Ear gear are sort of twenty dollars, I think, for a pair or something like that. So, mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, definitely, if you're going to run with some hearing aids, you want to get some ears, uh, ear gear. Um, so yeah, sweat, sweat certainly is a problem, um, and the rain as well. But um, like I said, I think ear gear fixes all those problems. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm doing a bit of an advertisement for ear gear now. <laughs> um, so I, I have to say, I do find it quite hard to hear people when I'm when I'm running just because of that 
just because of the wind noise, but also I kind of, I'm sort of focused on moving forwards and I tend to have somebody on the side of me. You know, if you're running somebody, you know, you're, you're alongside. So it's, it is, I do find it difficult to, uh, certainly if there's a group of runners, I'm not really in the conversation that well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate- let people know. I appreciate you sharing this. It's important for us to realize that you can still be athletic. You can still exercise. You can still do what you love, even with the hearing loss, even when you're wearing hearing aids. So I thank you. Thank you for sharing that. All right. We're wrapping up here with Pure Tinnitus and Hearing Podcast, episode number 10. I want you to please tell our audience listening where they can find your work as a blog author and where they can find your website and anything else you'd like to share. Uh, so yeah, so find us at uh, um, that, that I mean, that's that's pretty much our sort of central central location. You can find that in, in Google. Um, yeah, that's us basically. Fantastic, and thank you, Steve Claridge, for being on this podcast. I know it's very valuable to share your story so that other people who are considering hearing aids or who already have them can relate to what you're going through. And me as an audiologist, I can be a middleman to share your story with those who would really benefit from it. And it's been great to meet you. Great to get to know you. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read the notes from this episode or learn about our tinnitus services, head over to puretinnitus.com. And make sure you're subscribed to this podcast for our newest episodes. 